Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Kayla Porvaznik. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Kayla. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Of oh, course. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, let's get the show started. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? Um, I am an associate broker with a Smart Move Realty here in uh, Macomb County. Kind of a small, small business. Someone called us boutique uh, a few weeks ago, which I had never heard that term <laughs> before, but I, I think it fits pretty well. Um, yeah, I've been doing this about 16 years and... Nice. Nice. How, yeah. how, how did you get into real estate? Like how'd that happen? What'd you do before this? Um, well, I actually got my license straight out of uh, high school back in 2006. Nice. And sort of was using it as a means to pay my way through college. Um, that was kind of like the only purpose at that point. I worked for a family business and uh, served its purpose, paid my way through college, got a uh, media arts degree. And from there, I sort of went into the film industry and sort of dumped my license for a few years. And then the film incentives left Michigan and I sort of panicked and took my license back out of holding. Um, (laughs) I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. At that time, you know, I'd only been in the industry a few years and I wasn't really confident of uh, what was to come. Mm -hmm. And little did I know that was actually kind of the start of my career. And ended up for quite a few years working both uh, careers. I wouldn't okay. say part-time. I hate the word part-time. It was more uh, seasonal. So I'd go work on a movie for anywhere between three to nine months out of the year, come home, do real estate uh, the remainder of that time. And then uh, COVID hit. And just like I think a lot of people sort of had a change of perspective with that downtime and I ultimately made the decision to just do real estate. Um, that was in October, 2020. And I said, I'm just going to do, I'm going to turn down every job. I'm going to do a full year real estate and see how that goes. And, um, haven't taken a film job since. Nice. nice. Yeah. I know you mentioned your degree in the arts and media. Do you think that has played a huge role into real estate when you come, when it comes to marketing? Uh, yes and no. So not so much the marketing standpoint. Um, and even the degree, eh, yeah. um, I've been trying to do some creative things like during the shutdown, I was doing, uh, listing videos and things of that sort, just kind of bringing back the creative side and just trying to do something a little different. Uh, but what my career in film did with real estate was I was a locations person and I dealt with a lot of people all at once, a lot of different personalities. And I think that has really helped me in the real estate world when you're dealing with so many different people and different yeah. personalities, whether it's the listing agent or title company, the lender, your, your buyer, your seller, and sort of being a guide for them and dealing with the different personalities. Yeah, absolutely. You're, there's a whole range of different personalities you encounter and emotions throughout the whole real estate process. So, so many emotions, so many emotions, you know, I always say, I, I don't really consider myself a person who sells houses. I consider myself a guide uh, to the biggest financial investment of someone's life. And yes. that brings about a lot of 
I people cry because they're happy. They cry because they're sad. They cry because they're stressed out. And I'm sort of that yep. person that I'm on their shoulder, on their hug. I'm the one telling them it's okay. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting working with the different personalities because everyone needs a little something different yes. to make them feel good. And you have to be able to respond appropriately to that person and kind of know what to do. And you've only known them for, you know, some of them, you only know them for a week. Right. Absolutely. I know kind of backing up a little bit, how did you get your first transaction? You got your license right out of high school. How did you get that first listing? So I started out as a, um, a Fannie Mae agent. So a lot of my transactions in my first six years, I would say 98% of them were being a list agent for the bank. So kind of a cheat, gotcha. right? Because of, here you go. I listed the house. Um, so, you know, I really, in only in the last few years has my, uh, focus been a hundred percent on real life clients. Okay. Um, not saying that, you know, I got a lot of experience from the bank stuff cause you're dealing with a high, high volume of houses and you learn a lot from that. You learn oh, a yeah. lot real um, quick. But yeah. So my first real life client um, wasn't a listing. It was a buyer and it was actually a, a teacher who worked with someone who worked for our company. Okay. And I showed her 95 houses. Oh, dang. wow. <laughs> You're like, this is a whole different world. <laughs> yeah. On the 95th house, I stood outside with her and I said, if you don't like this house, I can't help you anymore. And she loved it. And I saw the tour. Yes. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> transaction complete. How did that transaction go? Was it smooth? I mean, besides the 95 homes that you had to show? Was, oh, yeah. 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 Good. Once she liked a house, we put on her contract. Everything everything went smooth from there. 95 nice. houses. That 95 is a lot. 95 houses. Yeah. Well, it was during the crash. And yeah. a lot of buyers that you got, there was just so many houses. And there was this mindset of, I can get a steal. I can get a steal. So they wanted to see everything. Right. Yeah. And what they didn't realize is, yeah, there's steals out there, but they're in bad shape and you have to put work into them, which a lot of people don't want to do. Yes. But they couldn't get it in their head. So they still, well, look, it's so cheap. We have to go see it. We have to go see it. I'm like, I can tell it's like falling down, but okay, <laughs> see it, that makes you feel better. And, you know, it's just kind of like the same thing over and over where you have to let them kind of learn on their own um, yeah. with your slight little nudges. And then it's like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't look at these types of houses anymore. It's like, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Speaking of those types of homes that maybe are just falling down that maybe you just don't want to walk back into, or you can tell from the photos, like, eh, yeah, let's just not go in that one. You already know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, is- I've learned to study basement walls. Yes. Um, through <laughs> listing photos. <laughs> what is the worst property you think you guys have been to or showing that you've been to? Any Anyone stick out to you that maybe you're just like, yeah, that was interesting. Let's not do that again. <laughs> you know, that, that's a hard question for me because, you know, I had such volume in the beginning of these, of yeah. these foreclosures and a lot of them either the uh, former owner left them in bad shape on purpose, or sometimes we couldn't get access right away. So they would sit and then we would go in and it'd be a disaster. So I've been in houses where the mold 
is so thick it's fuzzy oh no (laughs) covering every surface i've been in houses where the the black walls in the basement are so uh caved in that you can stick your hand into the cracks i've been through human feces animal feces fleas just the worst so i don't really have any in particular that stand out in that sense the the ones that get me are the creepy houses And a lot of the times it's not even something like specific about the house could be in a good shape. You just get a weird feeling as soon as you walk in. And I remember I was showing a house and we all just kind of felt creepy and we're all standing in the kitchen and we hear. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known she was going to bark at that. We're all here now. And guys, Okay. It's all right. Is that what happened during the showing? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we hear a knock and we can't figure out where it came from. We're looking out the windows and we're like, we, we gotta get out of here. We just gotta get out of here. Speaking of animals, one time uh we I was showing a house to a client and they didn't tell us that there was a cat in the house. And the important thing about telling people that there's a cat in the house is a lot of times can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, a lot of times the cats want to get out. And so I open the lockbox, open the door, and the cat just jumps. Sitting right by the door waiting. Straight. Yeah. Just waiting. Runs out the front door. And so me and my client are like running down the street the trying cat. to catch the cat because I don't want to be responsible for this cat, you know, getting out. I don't know if it's an indoor outdoor cat. No one's told right. me. And uh, so that, that was pretty funny. We did get the cat and uh got it back in i didn't get bit or anything so that was good nice. that's good i think we had there was somebody i can't remember who it was but they had some there was a cat that got out of the house and they went and chased after it and then coming to find out there actually wasn't a cat at the house oh, even though the cat was in the house yeah. <laughs> yeah the cat got in the house but it wasn't the owner's cat oh, yeah. no. <laughs> but they got the cat back in the house yeah so when they they got home there was a cat surprise oh, that's hilarious yeah. I know you mentioned the creepy homes. Those are the ones you don't go into the basement. Yeah. If there's yeah. a basement. No. Actually, another instance, <laughs> we were showing a house. Uh, my wife is also licensed. She was with me. And they didn't tell us there was a dog in the basement in a crate. And oh, it yeah. Was quiet the whole time. And she was the first one. She went down. And it was super dark. And she kind of ran into the crate. And then the dog started barking and just... Yo, oh my wow. goodness, that would have yeah, terrified me. Like, <laughs> tell me there's a dog in the house, you know? Yeah. yeah. Tell me there's something alive in the house that I'm going to see. At least it was crated. Exactly. I know. Yeah, so at least it was crated. Yeah. And I can't believe it was so quiet the whole time until she ran right up until she ran into the crate. Yeah. Maybe just thought the owners were upstairs walking around and didn't think anything yeah. of it. Like, oh, wait, that's yeah. not my owner. You're a stranger. <laughs> so since you've been doing this for... Uh, um, long enough what is some advice you give somebody starting out in this market since you've seen several different yeah, you've seen, markets yeah. over the was the last 16 years you said yes um ignore this market <laughs> <laughs> uh we had a crazy crazy spring and summer and there were a lot of things that we were doing to get offers accepted that were just not normal i mean these are things we had to do uh, to best represent our clients and inform them on the different things that other clients or other uh, buyers are doing. Um, but it's not the normal 
course. I mean, nothing's really normal, but it, it was just so extreme that, you know, they should take it as a learning experience, but learn to follow the market. Every market is different and the way in which you approach a buyer or a seller is determined on that market. Mm-hmm. So right now with the, um, you know, we're sort of seeing things level out and you can't do what we were doing a few months ago now yeah. because you're not, you're not representing either client appropriately if you say, oh, we got to do an appraisal guarantee and we have to waive our inspection and, and all those crazy things are not necessary right now and we just shouldn't be doing them. So you have to really learn, you know, you have to study what's going on, you have to follow it and you have to act accordingly uh, with each situation to what is currently happening. Yeah. I know this time of year we're coming into the heart of winter as well. Are there any myths that you think that kind of steer buyers and sellers away from purchasing or selling a home this time of year the, during the winter months? Yeah, I mean, I hear it all the time. No one, everyone's like, oh, I hear I shouldn't list in the winter. Maybe yeah. I should wait to start looking until the spring. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge myth. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about like right now we're in between Christmas and, and New Year's as far as uh, a seller, I would tell them to, to wait a little bit until we get into a week into January at least because people are settling down mm-hmm. with their family right now. They they got Christmas presents they got to deal with. They, you know, <laughs> so they, many people don't want to look. Yeah you know, um, they're, they're spending time with their families. So I would wait on that. But as far as selling or buying in the winter, I still think it's a great time. You know, like I said, I sort of work those two careers at the same time and, um, a lot of movies shoot in the spring and summer. So a, a lot of those years I wasn't doing any real estate in spring and summer. And then the majority of my work was in the fall and winter months. And I was very successful with that. And what I found with that is that you're not, if you list a house, you're not getting as many buyers come through that. That is true. Not only because it's cold, no one wants to go out in the cold. No one wants to go out in the snow. It's getting dark early. That that's the big thing to me. It's not even the, the, the snow and the cold. It's, it gets dark early and people don't want to look at houses in the dark. I don't like showing houses in the dark. You can't see anything. Right. So it really limits your time. Um, yeah. People have nine to five jobs. By the time they get off work, it's dark. Mm-hmm. But what it does do is it brings out those really serious buyers. The people who are looking this time of year are more solid buyers. I don't need, I always tell people, I don't need 30 people tromping through your house in a day. You just need one good buyer. Mm-hmm. And you need that buyer who's going to submit the offer and they're not going to back out. They're looking because they need a home and they want a home now. The inspection isn't going to scare them as much. So they're not going to ask for as many things after the inspection. So it makes for a, a smoother deal. And we're still getting activity. We're still seeing things go into multiple offers. I don't need 30 offers on a house. I need one or two. And so that's what I tell my sellers. For the buyer side of it, you're not having as many listings on the market, but you have a lot less competition. Yeah. 
So we're not having to, like we did in the spring and summer, the house gets listed. We got to go see it now today or we're going to miss out. We have more time. We can get there on the weekend. We can take our time actually thinking about the house before we put an offer in. And we're not, we may be competing against a couple other buyers, but it's not a frenzy where you're going to freak out because I'm going to tell you there's 16 offers on the house. (laughs) So there's a lot less competition, even... I mentioned I don't recommend listing, you know, between probably like mid-December and mid-January. I'm showing houses, though. Yeah. I showed a house on Thanksgiving. I showed a house on Christmas Eve because we may be the only one out there, and it, it provides an opportunity. Everything's about timing in real estate. And even back in the summer, I had clients who we were looking and looking and looking, I stayed home Memorial Day weekend and I sold him a house on Memorial Day weekend because there weren't as many people out and a house came up that was great for them and we were able to slide right in there. Yeah. Nice. I know you mentioned the timing of that. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Yep. Especially in the summer market that we've had. (laughs) You've got to be there quick. So It, it was a crazy, crazy. It was, it was the perfect time for me to do my first full-time year absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but it 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 was insane it was insane and like I said I think things are um we're not crashing we're not dropping we're just we're stabilizing which is good absolutely going into this new year what do you what what goals do you have in mind that you want to accomplish this next year I know you said you wanted to get through your first full year of real estate yes you've done that you're here we're at the end of it how do you feel about going into another full year of real estate? Well, I think I had a really great year. Um, and I think I just, I want to just continue to sort of uh, zero in on my sphere yep. of clients. Cause I do, I do primarily referral base. I don't do any lead generation or cold calling, anything like that. It's all referral based. So my important thing is, to really focus more on that, even more than I did last year. I need to do more social media. I just need to do more to just remind people, hey, I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> yep. um, to just build build more client base. You know, I did a 26 units this year, and my goal is to, you know, surpass 30 for 2022. And it's just all about keeping your name out there, just being in people's faces. That's awesome. I like it. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, Best way is phone or email. Uh, My email is Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A dot a smart move at gmail.com. Phone number 586-713-9828. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm not going to spell my last name for you. Um, It's probably somewhere down there. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Just right down. You're right. (laughs) Bad with messages on there. I don't, I don't get alerts with messages, but whenever I log in, I will see it and respond to you. So if you prefer Facebook messenger, Instagram messenger, I'm on there as well. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Um, Thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.